talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com This is California School News Radio with your host, Kevin Osmus and Drew Schlossberg. Thank you, Wade. Welcome back to the program, California School News Radio with Kevin and Drew. And we are well, uh, have another great guest. El Monte City School District is distinguished in so many ways. And recently, the California Department of Education designated five of their schools as 2020 California Distinguished Schools. And among them was Wright School. And with us this morning is the principal of Wright School, Dr. Monica Munoz. Uh, welcome to California School News Radio to you, Monica. Thank you, and good morning. Ah, so what's it like to be a Wright School Viking these days? You know what? It's a very fun uh, thing to be and a fun place to be. Um, so, you know, just yesterday, or and I'm sorry, not yesterday, um, last week we ended our week by celebrating our students who um, attained some milestones on some recent assessments, and so myself and uh, my assistant principal allowed ourselves to be taped to the wall as a way of uh, celebrating student growth. So we like to have fun over here at Frank Wright, and we ensure that um, our students and all of our staff are part of the fun. The, the Dr. Well, Munoz, you're not doing the interview. You're still taped to the wall, are you? No, no. Not, <laughs> no, they let me down so I could enjoy the weekend. Right, very, very nice. Well, Drew, we have done dozens and dozens of these interviews, and this is the first time we've ever led off with tape to the wall. Uh, that's... <laughs> Uh, that is a that is a, a, a first here at California School News Radio. Uh, but this is there's not only the, the, is not Wright's only uh, uh, designation. Last spring, you were awarded the USC Rossier School of Education Top LA County School uh, for your work in closing the achievement gap. And I believe that uh, the way that you are doing it is through a combination of data analysis, communication, transparency and professional learning communities. Those have all worked together to, to steer the Viking ship to shore. So exactly, exactly. Um, so, yeah, definitely we, we value transparency um, like nothing else around here. And um, so this, uh, this year starts my fourth year as uh, principal at, at uh, Frank Wright. And, um, but when I came on board, um, you know, I just found it to be a very important element to include all of our stakeholders in the sharing of our data um, just to give everyone a strong picture of where we were at that point in time and what areas, um, you know, we excelled in and as well what areas we needed to grow in. Um, so it involved uh, sharing data with our parents, with our custodians, our cafeteria workers, our teachers, and, um, you know, most importantly our students so that they had a, a strong understanding of their stake in everything and how much we value them. And and uh, yeah, and absolutely, and you know, I mean, we have the numbers, uh, and they're and they're very good numbers. Maybe we, it goes a little bit beyond numbers, but do you have some numbers that you can you can throw at us that uh, the, that are I, I a guess... testament to like to our growth? Yeah, sure. Um, sure. Yes. So speaking offhand, um, you know, I, I and these are super rough numbers, um, but you know, overall in the last four years, we've grown about seventeen um, percent in our achievement in language arts. And um, I believe 15% in math, and it's possible I have those numbers reversed. Um, but, you know, when we look at that against state averages, um, we're exceeding state averages, exceeding our district averages. Um, but, again, you know, it goes back to the work that our teachers and our students are doing collaboratively 
in that, um, you know, yes, we've enjoyed tremendous growth, but again, it's about the relationships that our teachers have with our students and us with our parents and families and the, way it, the ways in which we ask um, for our families to support us by making sure that, you know, their kids are at school every single day, ready to learn and uh, ready, ready to challenge us, too. You know, our, our students serve as much um, as teachers as, as our teachers do. Um, so we learn a lot from our kiddos and make sure to celebrate, um, you know, the collective learning as much as possible. Well, that reminds me of uh, back when days when I was in elementary school. I think one day I tried to serve as the teacher, and boy, they shut that down pretty quick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Drew, uh, let's, uh, Drew, you have a question for uh, Dr. Munoz. Well, first of all, congratulations on that uh, great recognition. Uh, certainly a lot of hard work on that, and, um, and of course, so spot on. We all know that when people are part of data, they get to become, uh, feel about a little bit of ownership on that aspect, you know, as well in this, and they all work uh, collectively on this uh, area. What area would you say, um, and, and I know transparency is a word that's tossed around quite a bit, and some people uh, do it well, and some people don't. What part of the transparency do you think has really resonated with, whether it's the families or the students or the staff? You know, um, I, think, I think it goes back to, to, you know, common phrasing, again, that gets thrown around in education is numbers don't lie. And, um, you know, I think what we were confronted with at the outset was a huge discrepancy between what our numbers showed us and what we knew we could do and what potential exists in our students and, and even, you know, dialing into teachers' practice. Um, you know, one of the things that I make sure to emphasize to staff is that while, you know, the data communicates um, a certain aspect of, you know, what we look like achievement-wise, it's not the end-all, be-all. Um, but with that being said, you know, teaching is such a personal investment day in and day out, and so it's hard not to take those numbers personally. Um, so in that sense, you know, when we began our um, voyage with analyzing our data and determining what steps we needed to take next, um, also came with it was a constant reminder that, yes, it's personal, but don't take it personally. Don't let it affect your teaching practice such that it renders you, you know, paralyzed, but take the numbers as an opportunity for growth, for improvement, and for reflection. And so, you know, in, in the same vein, we seek to emphasize the same with our students, that the numbers don't define us, but they can serve as something to compete against um, as a way of besting ourselves, ourselves year after year. Well, you know, I, you know, there, there, there's no question about that. And plus, the fact you can, uh, you got a benchmark from where you start and where you end, and where you want to go, you know, moving forward in the in in the future on this. And you know, it's a great life lesson for the students too. Uh, goal setting and you know, uh, sharing of data, and uh, the way you've structured it as a true leader does. It's not sit there to do it as punitive. It's to how do we grow and get better. Right, and, and that's why, you know, we make it um, such a big deal at our campus to celebrate the growth. Um, you know, for us, growth is growth is growth. So I'm not asking, you know, students to be perfect, but definitely to invest perfect effort. And, and the same of, of our teachers, you know, we all, um, you know, come into the profession seeking to impact lives, creating relationships along the way. And, you know, it's, it's really important not to forget those things. And to not, you know, let the numbers so much lead you by the nose, but as I said earlier, to use that as a barometer with which to compete 
uh, not just internally, you know, within grade levels and across content areas, but, but dare I say, even with other schools. So, you know, we do look at other schools' data, um, but it's, it's very, um, I guess, like friendly competitive in that sense where, you know, we want everyone to excel, but, you know, we, we, have, we have our eyes on our targets as well. Yeah, but, you know, what's so nice about that, too, and you know this better than anybody, is that it's also you can learn some things from somebody else's data. You know, Definitely. Geez, you know, um, look how they've grown in this area, or maybe they've slipped in this. Maybe we can help them in this area because we've done well, and maybe we can learn some things from how they've done there. I mean, it's, uh, and if you don't have the data, you wouldn't know how to go in that direction. Exactly, and, and we have done just that where, um, you know, we've had our um, history social science department um, collaborate with um, other teams at other schools. Um, we've had certain grade level teams at our site, you know, com- uh, uh, collaborate with others at other schools um, to create that mutually supportive relationship um, because, you know, at the end of the day, it is about relationships. It is about making sure that everyone thrives and everyone um, experiences success. Kevin? Well, well, Monica, we talk about growth, and I know that uh, like all El Monte City uh, schools, you embrace the Leader in Me program, uh, which uh, goes a long way towards uh, helping the kids uh, find themselves in in, in many ways and and, and find uh, the leadership in them. Uh, uh, So we have just a couple minutes in this segment. Uh, Can we talk a little bit about how uh, the Leader in Me has been working specifically at Wright School? Sure. So, you know, back to the data and numbers. Um, Our teachers in pretty much all of our grade levels take time to have um, either classroom meetings or individual goal-setting meetings with their students. So if you came and visited our school, many of our students would have either in their homeroom classes or in their binders a leadership binder and within which you could find um, whatever data they're tracking. So um, as a site, we're tracking math data, we're tracking language arts data, but then um, in terms of the personal growth, we have students tracking whatever their personal goal is for the year. Um, and in that sense, you know, they have that, that um, climate of mutual accountability because sometimes um, some of our teachers are tracking their own goals, their own personal goals, and they've shared that with their students. Um, so that it puts everyone more or less on even playing field where everyone has something to work on. You know, we're all working at arriving, but we're not all there yet. And so, you know, in that sense, um, we can celebrate each other in, in big and small ways. So and if you came into my office, you know, you would see that my uh, longstanding pr- uh, personal professional goal was to achieve California Distinguished, so I can check that off of my um, my bucket list of achievements. Now I need to think of a new goal. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's interesting when the news came out, um, I, I had this inclination to, to look over my shoulder where my bulletin board is, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, there it is. My goal had been sitting there for two years um, with data underneath it that I was keeping track of um, as a way of, of just helping this come to fruition. So... Definitely, if you put it on your bulletin board, if you write it down, it will happen. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to take a second look at my bulletin board uh, during <laughs> Make this sure you short us on break. It. <laughs> we got, we're going to go, thank, we're talking to uh, Dr. Monica Munoz of Wright School in El Monte City School District here on California School News Radio with Kevin and Drew. We'll be right back with her uh, in just a second, right after this break. Stay tuned.
you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the coaches training program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. Love to read but just don't have the time? With Audible.com, you can catch up on reading simply by listening. Audible has the largest collection of digital audiobooks, over 85,000 titles in every genre. Listen to a bestseller on your iPhone, BlackBerry, Android smartphone, or one of 500 other compatible devices. Visit audible.com wsradio today and get a free audiobook when you try Audible free for 14 days. That's audible.com wsradio. You may have heard me brag about Progressive Medical Center and just how much they've helped me with my health. And Dr. Goley, one thing that you've helped so many people with is migraines. Unfortunately, there are millions and millions of Americans who are suffering with migraines and headaches, and they're debilitating because it affects the quality of their life and they cannot function properly. At Progressive, we get the root cause because we understand that migraines could be caused by nutritional deficiencies, hormonal imbalances, believe it or not, delayed food sensitivities. And once we determine what the real reason is, we put a plan of action together with medication that we get them off slowly and we put them on an all-natural approach and the results are amazing. Incredible. I mean, there's so many people that can say they don't live their lives with migraines anymore thanks to Progressive Medical Center. And that's what's exciting and rewarding to us as physicians because we help our patients take control of their health and that's why they're living well. Why don't you get a hold of Progressive Medical Center today? Don't live in pain. Don't have migraines anymore. Just go to their website, ProgressiveMedicalCenter.com. This is your life. Live it well. This is Bill Gruber with BizVid Communications, a Southern California video production leader. We've been honored to sponsor, produce, write, and host many of the fine programs on WS Radio over the years. So we understand how important the internet and your website exposure are. As video producers, we know the tricks and secrets to incorporate video to increase your search engine optimization and business success. Visit BizVidCommunications.com to see what we can do for you. B-I-Z-V-I-D Communications.com Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com This is California School News Radio with your hosts, Kevin Osmus and Drew Schlossberg. Thank you, Wade. Welcome back to the program, California School News Radio with Kevin and Drew and our guest for this half hour, Dr. Monica Munoz of Wright School in El Monte City School District. Uh, Wright School, one of five El Monte cities to be uh, designated a California Distinguished School uh, by the California Department of Education. Uh, tremendous honor. Thanks for uh, joining us uh, today, Monica. Thank you uh, for having me. 
And we want to give a special shout out uh, to El Monte City Superintendent Dr. Maribel Garcia. I know that on Tuesdays, uh, the principals always have a, uh, their weekly meeting uh, to uh, discuss data and other things. So uh, very much appreciate Dr. Garcia allowing you to come and talk with us uh, this morning. So um, wanted to cover just a little bit. You have a very compelling uh, backstory. Uh, you, you have mentioned that uh, uh, some uh, that you struggled through your earliest years, struggled to read, and I wanted to uh, uh, talk about that a little bit because uh, communication is a big thing with you, relationships, and when you find that one certain teacher uh, that can help you, it really changes everything, doesn't it? It absolutely does, and I, I count myself very fortunate to have run into two significant teachers in, in my academic life um, that had a tremendous impact on, on me and where I am today. Um, so definitely, you know, I was a struggling reader. I didn't learn how to read until fourth grade, and with that, I, I count it kind of as a confluence of um, positive events that happened in my life. So. At that point in time, uh, my stepdad, who I refer to as my father, um, you know, influenced me where, you know, growing up, um, we would often spend weekends at USC visiting the campus. Um, so fight on, go Trojans. <laughs> and um, so, you know, it's no, no mistake, nor is it a secret that that's where I ended up getting my uh, doctorate in education from. Um, but again, you know, even at such a young age, not, not really understanding um, college or the the nuances to how to as to how to get there, I think that kind of started the path for where I am today. And then you know, as you stated, you know, having the just right teacher come into my life definitely had a positive impact um, on the trajectory of of my life and the direction that it that it took. Um, you know, I had um, a fourth grade teacher, Miss Sullivan, who I believe is now retired. Um, she noticed me, you know, and I believe to this day created an, a, a reading incentive system that I bought into because the ultimate reward was this book, um, Where the Sidewalk Ends by Shel Silverstein. Um, mm. That was the, the pie-in-the-sky reward that all the students could work toward, but I was the one that was working hard for that book because it was something I wanted, even though I couldn't read that well at that time. Um, and then later in sixth grade, I met Miss Fowler, who I believe still, um, although retired, uh, still substitute teaches in uh, West Covina schools. Um, she was another influence, and, and I strongly believe she was invoking Common Core teaching before it was even um, devised. Um, so I, I really, you know, think think on them often and, and reflect on my school age memories um, because they had such a strong impact on me growing up. And, and do you find among your staff, uh, uh, the, uh, the teachers and, and other administrators, do you find that they have uh, similar stories like that? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, all of us, if we thought, you know, long enough, we would all um, have someone, you know, along the way, whether it's a teacher or a paraprofessional um, that influences us in, in ways that, you know, if that person wasn't there, maybe our life would have taken a different direction. Um, and, you know, at the beginning of the school year, that's what I opened the um, back-to-school address with. Um, I shared with my staff a little bit about myself. It even included some school-age pictures of myself. Um, just to emphasize the point that, you know, uh, for good or ill, we influence kids. And that's something that we need to keep in front of us day in and day out. 
Absolutely, Drew. Do you have a do you have a teacher that uh, uh, a critical relationship with a teacher that that, that steered you right? Well, I, I think we all do. We can all uh, you know cite those in four seconds. Mine was uh, Sarah Dukey. She was my third year, excuse me, third grade teacher up in uh, Los Angeles, and she just was a magnificent teacher. And uh, she actually wrote a book on Father Juniper, Sarah, and Sarah, and so. You know, folks like that, and then encouraged me. I wanted to be a sports writer, and she said, "Well, why don't you start reading the sports section of the L.A. Times?" And I did, and I became a sports writer. How about that? So, yeah. you know, I want to go back <laughs> to you, uh, you know, Dr. Munoz. First of all, you know, um, it takes a lot of you know courage to you know overcome some reading difficulties. We know how that uh, works in the schools, and um, kudos to you for doing that. And uh, w- what a great inspiration you are to those who. who are reluctant readers and struggle now and what you've done and what you've you've overcome in that aspect of it. Do you get yourself on a a personal level, do you get involved with the local reading associations or councils on literacy or anything that focuses on that aspect in your area? Um, Only peripherally. What I really focus on is literacy with my little ones. I have a two-year-old and a (laughs) Um, (laughs) four-year-old. So that's where my efforts are concentrated these days. Um, But as much as possible, you know, I I do share my my academic background with our families. Um, I believe there's a lot that is relatable and uh, I think helps to make us, uh, us as administrators a bit more approachable. In that, you know, we are people, um, you know, if you ask students, they think we live here on campus, but, you know, we have, we have families and we have right. backgrounds that we come from. And I find that to be very important to share with students at all levels um, because it, it does kind of level the playing field. It makes you more human, and I think that's the most important aspect when you're dealing with people every single day. Well, you know, and I think, and you touched on this in the first part of the show here, and I think it's uh, so spot on. I mean, schools, for those who don't uh, work in it um, or not around, it can be very intimidating uh, for so many different reasons. And you've sort of, uh, you know, made that not the case um, with the sharing, as you mentioned earlier, all the data and opening it up to the parents and the community and the staff and and so forth on that. And it obviously puts you at ease uh, when you do that. I think that's such a, a critical uh, aspect of it. Would you say leadership was one of the things that just is so laser-beamed in what you try to do and what you try to convey to folks? I would say empowerment more than anything else is, is what I strive for with my teachers, with students, um, with, with everyone that I come into contact with, um, I definitely have a strong passion for um, efficacy and ensuring that, you know, everyone has a skill set. Everyone has something to offer. And where I try to align my efforts is ensuring that people and students and all stakeholders understand their value to the institution of education that we serve. Well, you know, we have just about uh, just a minute and a half left in the in the segment. Thank you so much, Dr. Munoz, for coming uh, on the program. Wright School Principal Dr. Monica Munoz, uh, recipient of California Distinguished School Award, uh, and and let's just in the last minute, let's get back to the fun. You've been taped to the wall. You've had sumo wrestling matches yes, at the we school. Have. <laughs> Yes. You and your assistant principal uh, uh, sit around and knock these ideas around. <laughs> and, uh, yes. And, and, and so how do they, the kids got to love this, right? Oh, it was so much fun. So, again, you know, these, these uh, fun things, fun celebrations um, 
I, I will take the blame. They are mostly my brainchild, and, and my assistant principal, Juan Carranza, is an, a wonderful sport um, by engaging my ideas. And, and sometimes he does have to kind of hold me back a little bit because I, I get very enthusiastic and, you know, want to do some pretty outlandish things. Um, but it definitely takes a team in order to, to pull these things off. Um, you know, I don't think it would resonate the same if it was just myself carrying out these ideas, but... I have a very willing and supportive PTA. I have a very supportive uh, staff that um, sees the fun in the ideas. And then again, you know, I, I cannot say enough how supportive um, Juan Carranza has been as my assistant principal in that um, he's willing to go through with these ideas. Um, much to his own chagrin. <laughs> okay. Well, um, you know what? Um, boy, we're, just, we're out of time. I'm sorry, Monica. Okay. I'd love to speak to you for another half hour. Uh, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Drew, uh, any, last, uh, any last words? No, just uh, very impressive and uh, wish you nothing but great success moving forward, uh, Monica. Thank you. Okay, well, that does it for another episode of California School News Radio on WSRadio.com. I'd like to thank Drew and Wade and, of course, Val Martinez of VMA Communities. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. One person has the power to change the world, impact millions of lives, and leave a legacy for lifetimes to come. That person is you. In the New York Times bestseller, What is Your What? Steve Ulcher, award-winning author and founder of the Reinvention Workshop, reveals his proven process that has helped thousands of men and women discover, share, and monetize the one thing they were born to do. Grab your free copy now at www.whatisyourwhat.com slash free. That's www.whatisyourwhat.com forward slash free. Take a break from politics. Tune in and learn something. WS Radio shows are worth your time and are filled with tips and advice. Add us to your lunch routine and we'll give you a meal for your mind. I raised $8,000 to build schools for South African children. After realizing how many people go hungry in San Diego, I now volunteer at a food pantry. I'm spending the next year doing volunteer projects across three countries and helping in ways they designate to be the most helpful. The World Link program at the Joan B. Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice recognizes the potential of youth as agents of social change. Learn how you can help youth become a generation of leaders in action at peace.sandiego.edu. Hi, Scale listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business Radio. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. It's for every entrepreneur who ever wondered if they really own their business or if their business owns them. It'll help you to work less by getting your business to produce more. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, go to scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. I raised $8,000 to build schools for South African children. After realizing how many people go hungry in San Diego, I now volunteer at a food pantry. I'm spending the next year doing volunteer projects across three countries and helping in ways they designate to be the most helpful. The World Link program at the Joan B. Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice recognizes the potential of youth as agents of social change. Learn how you can help youth become a generation of leaders in action at peace.sandiego.edu. Can you help a newborn baby in need? Sometimes the blessing of birth becomes complicated and perilous. Miracle Babies is there to help. 
Miracle Babies helps moms and dads give their all to their struggling little baby, but still need more. When you give to Miracle Babies, you help them give more. More skin-to-skin care, breast milk, and love. Go to MiracleBabies.org and give right now. Be their miracle. 